As we go across the divide uh, with Andrew Voss, who joins us from Sydney. G'day, Vossie. Hello, Julian. Not happy with um, with you today. You speaking collectively, Melbourne. Well, what have we done now? Well, we've just hosted one of the best ever Australian golf opens. One of the great finishes in excess of 60,000 fans and... Every report is that um, Sydney's lost it and Melbourne will have it. I mean, I, don't, I, I thought Melbourne, you know, I thought you had no money, you know, no Commonwealth Games, didn't you get any coin to get any sort of spent there of an international kind. What's happened? Well, only found some. In, in, in fairness, box or something. Vossi, the Australian is a very nice golf course. <laughs> only the 38th ranked golf course in Australia, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, so you've got to yeah, bring but, it to where the best golf courses are, I would have thought. Well, I think I think you judge it on its success, um, the Australian Open and the Lakes, which was used for the first two days as well. And, you know, to have an Eagle win in a playoff and so many Australian players, I think, you know, the underlying story is that all these Australians came back because they were playing at the Australian and the Lakes. I think that was part of it. But I, no, I, I just want to know, where, where, where have you found the money? What is oh, we don't a... have to pay for the Com Games anymore, so there's a bit of cash. Yeah, yeah you must have a cunning kick in government. <laughs> it was, a great, it was a great week, though, wasn't it? In all seriousness. Oh, it really was. It, it, it really was. And, you know, um, to have all those players there. Uh, to be honest, can I be honest? I, I felt flat a little that no Australian was in the playoff right, right at the death. Yep. And I had, I don't mind admitting, I'd had a little wager on Cameron Davis and he started like a house on mm-hmm. fire. I was, in, I was also on Lucas Herbert from the start and he, you know, teased the lead there for a while. Minwoo Lee, Adam Scott was there. Triple bogey brought him undone. So there was lots of Australians in and about. Um, but we ended up with the two internationals uh, fighting it out and an eagle to win in a playoff was pretty special. But I just would have liked an Australian to have been right up there at the finish. Oh, and with about an hour to go, you thought Minji Lee might win here. She's she's closing. Minwoo's still right. in the hunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which would have been unbelievable uh, if uh, Minwoo made the playoff. Now, I'm gonna, uh, I mean, David Warner, one of your own, is under the pump again. But uh, before that, take me through this story with State of Origin. Sure. I mean, state of origin is pretty yeah. self-explanatory, isn't it? So we can't change it where we have internationals playing. <laughs> if in only your attitude could be carried into uh, <laughs> discussions. I mean, that, and that's been my belief all the way along. I, I know there's exceptions of kind. I mean, Peter Sterling, you know, everyone knows Peter Sterling. Sterling, he was actually, um, you know, where, where he is born is different to where he could play uh, Origin. There's been players born in different states and all the rest. But primarily, it should be Queensland, New South Wales. I don't think... It's not Origin's fault that we now have more Polynesian-based mm. play or, you know, Polynesian heritage players than ever. Uh, we need to pump up international football, you know, and we have that ability, but it's fitting it into the schedule. It's getting everyone to the table and saying, right... Well, when we play a test match, it's not an afterthought. It's going to be on the same billing as a state of origin and just as special. And maybe can we bring payments up the same? And then you won't have players even, you know, um, dancing with a thought of, of, of playing state football. They're happy to play for their country, for, for Samoa, for Fiji. Um, that will become the pinnacle. I mean, I know it's a big shift. It'll be a seismic shift because we've created this state of origin monster but in a perfect world, that would be the scenario. You know, the, the ultimate honour is playing for your country, but we've sort of let that slip, to be honest. So Brent Tate made his uh, comments on SENQ Breakfast. He said, if they open it right up, it becomes a free-for-all. When you're hearing the anthem, you've got your hand on the Queensland end- emblem. It's about the pride and the passion. Honestly, mm. I'm flabbergasted they're even thinking about tinkering with the rules. As I said, yeah. I think it'll have a dire effect on what State of Origin is about, where it's born, and the history of it. So is there a feeling... 
I mean, it hasn't lessened the product. I mean, the, the product is unbelievable. The standard of football is unbelievable. Is, what is there some sort of suggestion that there's too many top players missing out in playing in Origin? Oh, well, I would have thought so. I just, I just people sort of like the idea, or some people like the idea of, like, we've had great Englishmen come over and play, you know, 10 years in the competition. Could they play? Jason Taumalolo, great Cowboys captain. You know, he's been in Australia since he was 13 or 14, but he's never played Origin, and he's pledged his allegiance to Tonga. Well, let's play more games for Tonga. Let's, let, you know, let's schedule more test matches for them, and they become Origin-like. Um, we've just started to get it right. You know, we're going to have these specific championships, which we had this year. They're already locked in for next year. We've sort of got our World Cup cycle right. So, you know, there, there's signs there that we can make it happen, but or, Origin's a monster. Do we blame you? Because you guys had the Origin. AFL had the Origin f- before Rugby League did. Um, but Origin is a monster. It you is know, a it, monster. It, 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 it overrides the club competition. It leaves international football you know, a distant second and third in terms of rankings of, of rugby league. So whatever we do, we've got to work around the monster, Well, <laughs> which I, isn't easy. I think we, we look on with envy, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we, we love our competition, but I grew up when there was State of Origin. I was there in 1989 when 90,000 people at the MCG and Tony Lockett and Jason yeah, well, Dustle, even though he was well, a Queenslander, was playing yeah. for Victoria. Our rules were so stupid back then. We had John Longmire in 1990 played a game for Victoria and New South Wales. In the same year, so it was all yeah, over well, the shop, but it was it was fantastic. But so on this topic, what chance this push from is you know this oh. suggestion from what you know uh, Wayne Pierce is involved? What what chance yeah. it gets through? Well, I'm going to say, uh, is there a chance? Well, of course, it's it's you know dumb and dumber stuff. Of course, there's a chance because they are talking about it. But um, I would think vast majority no. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. go with a common sense approach. Um, hold dear to the heart the the tradition of uh, Queensland versus New South Wales, and that's where the players come from. Yes, there's a case by case example in terms of players that have come over at a very early age. You know, who've come across from New Zealand maybe when they're two or three or whatever. Certainly, examine case by case. But um, no, we need to get international rugby league right. That's where the problem is mm. that flows on to why we need to, to even think about changing origin, I believe. We're going across the divide with Andrew Voss. The big story in sport the last 48 hours has been uh, the Thunderbolt bowled down by Mitchell Johnson towards David Warner and towards George Bailey. What's been the, the general reaction in Sydney to how that's all played out? Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty hectic uh, the first two days of the week on our SEN breakfast show here in Sydney. But um, I've got to say today, I, I just drew a line in the sand that I ripped up the script. I just said, yeah. I, I'm not talking about it anymore. And when we started to talk about Mitchell Johnson not getting a contract with another radio station, I just said, well, I couldn't care mm. less. Mm. You know, I don't give a tinker's cuss. And it's all got a bit childish. I, I, no one's a winner here. And I include George Bailey. That was a cheap shot about, I'm going to check if he's okay. You know, that was cheap. Yeah, that was poor. Um, and, and, you know, Dave Warner, I don't think he wins any new fans. Does anyone want a new fan out of this? No. And, and Mitchell Johnson, well, if he's a columnist, I get that. You know, you write opinion pieces to get reaction. Well, you got reaction, Mitchell. So, you know, stick on your dig. And if you if if you are writing the piece or you have a ghostwriter, either way, if your name's on the piece, you have to stand by what you write and, and back it to the nth degree. Don't backtrack. You know, that's that's the you know the strength of the people who write around the world. You, who have we got? You, Piers Morgan and those sort of people. You know, they're there to inflame, get reaction. That's the world they live in. Mitchell Johnson, welcome to that world, mate. You know, so um, I, I'm I'm sick of it. You know what I mean? And, and 
uh, I know we've got the Prime Minister's 11 today in the so-called shootout, but <laughs> I think I think Dave Warner's in. I think anyone, you know, it'd be a massive surprise if he wasn't in. And uh, if Dave Warner was to score runs, well, then the others might just have to wait a little longer. It might even be a Sydney farewell. He might go the whole summer. Well, wouldn't, well, wouldn't surprise. And look, the way David Warner is, would you be really backing against him making runs in this first test? Well, if he got runs, why would you? Why would you drop him mm. for a series against the West Indies? If he it, seriously, if he if he if he starts the summer well against Pakistan and is putting runs on the board, I'm not asking. Like you wouldn't unless Bancroft, um, Harris, Renshaw. You know, we're talking hundred after hundred after hundred. Um, I, I I'm saying Dave Warner. If you get runs, that's how we pick the team. But I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of locking in the Sydney farewell. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of contradicting myself a little there. But if he fails the first test or the second test, I'm not hanging on for him for Sydney. Mm, they you know, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't drop him for Sydney, though, would they? If, they? if he had two poor tests, do you think they'd drop him for Sydney? Oh, well, if you got four single figures, you'd, mm. have to think, you'd have to go there, I would have thought. You can't. I mean, what what sort of farewell is it if he goes out and makes duck and one? I mean, I suppose Bradman. <laughs> I was going to say the great man did. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> no, but I, I just say I, I just don't think there's been any win in any of the discussion. The points raised. They haven't said, yeah, well, he's got it right or he's got it right. No, I don't think anyone's got it completely right. Um, couldn't we just go back to picking the best possible eleven? I think we can pick a better six without Warner in it. To be honest, to be frank, but you are rejigging batsmen someone to open the order who's not a regular opening batsman. Mm, so if you're moving Mother Shane there, you, you, yeah, exactly. So if that backfires, then there's going to be a whole different um, discussion topic for us on SEM. Just uh, one more on the rugby league. That One of the big off-season stories has been what the future lies for Jerome Luai from the Panthers. So are we getting yeah. closer to a decision there? Well, uh, we had um, the Canterbury coach on the show today, Cameron Serraldo. He confirmed that they do not have an offer on the table. Mm-hmm. He is a former Panthers assistant, you know, and, and knows Jerome inside out, but said, you know, if he then says that he's leaving Penrith, then we will enter. It was pretty much straight bat stuff from Canterbury. The Tigers have confirmed they're putting an offer. Now, if you believe what you read, Tigers will offer four years or so. Now, even at four years paying him, say, 400000 season, a more than Penrith. That's a mighty hard thing to turn your back on, isn't it? $1.6 million That's a lot of cash. Over four years. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of holidays. <laughs> Business class seats. Yes. Jerome has won. He's won three premierships. People say, oh, I'll stick with Penrith. But, well, he's won three premierships. He's played State of Origin. He's played a World Cup final for Samoa at Old Trafford. You know, he's, he's ticked a lot of boxes in his career maybe the big payday is the next one. So he's got a decision to make, and it would be purely based on money. Yeah, of course he'd be happy if he stayed at Penrith, but would he be happy looking at his bank balance? Mm, it's a big decision for him. Mm, big decision. Yeah. What, what, gut feel on it? Gut feel, I think he'll go. Yep. But I but I think he plays out next year with Penrith. It's funny things happen. You know, you can do transfers you know, all the way through the off-season, such as, such as it is in rugby league. You can go anywhere. But I think he plays out next year and then moves on, just as Stephen Crichton, uh, star centre for Penrith, did this year. He signed more than a year out with Canterbury, but played out last season with Penrith, won a premiership with them, and has now moved on. Actually starts training today with Canterbury. So there you go. Just, um, he's now a Bulldog. Just on the Panthers, before I let you go, asking the question today, who has been the best coach in Australian sport yeah. this year? So it's uh, you, you don't have to be Australian as long as you've coached an Australian national team in a domestic comp or plying your trade overseas. Ivan Cleary has to be in the has conversation. Who would you have in your top yeah. two or three there? Well, I do have to wear my rugby league hat in this, and I have to use history to um, define 
the achievement of Ivan Cleary. When you're talking three straight premiership wins, this was something that hadn't been achieved in uh, 40 years. Parramatta of 81, 82, 83 with a man that we regard as you know, maybe the greatest ever, Jack Gibson. So supercoach territory. Outside of winning more than three, we've only had the Dragons win 11 straight. So, you know, if you want to wait a year, Ivan Cleary, a definite, but I can mount a very strong case right now to why Ivan Cleary would get this uh, this gong. Yep, he's got to be in the top three for sure. Uh, well, Vossi, thanks for your time. We look forward to hosting you next year at the Australian Open down in Melbourne. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, please. Come down to the Commonwealth Games back. Come down to the Sandbelt, the best courses asses. in the world. No, no, get your Commonwealth Games right, and then you can consider tackling other sports. We did a great job in Sydney. Lend us some. No, if thanks. We can stage it then. No, thanks. See ya.